Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host for this musical variety hour featuring selections from 78 RPM records in my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, we'll be hearing some jazz bands, dance bands, vocal soloists and ensembles, organists, <laughs> a whole lot more. I hope you'll stick around. We're going to have a good time. And we're going to start with a nice up-tempo number by a band you might not expect to play quite like this. I won't tell you the name of the band or even the record label. I'll just mention this comes to us from 1937, although the song goes back to about 1920. It was composed by Louis Westland and Max Cortlander. Max Cortlander, quite a prominent composer and arranger of piano roles. Anyway, the song is called Anytime, Any Day, Anywhere. Just a great A swing record in my book. The song was called Anytime, Any Day, Anywhere. The vocalist was also the trumpet soloist that you heard. His name was Sterling Bowes. He had started recording in the 1920s and would go on to record well into the 30s and even early 40s. Sterling Bowes often is simply categorized as a big Spiderbeck sound alike. I don't think that's quite fair. He certainly could play in the Spiderbeck style, but Really, a a creative and original trumpeter on his own. The band, in case you 
didn't already know this record, you might have had a hard time guessing. (laughs) This was Glenn Miller and his orchestra. Yes, the same band that gave us Moonlight Serenade not too many years later. This was before Glenn had found his signature sound. It was recorded for the Decca label in March of 1937, Decca 1284. Not a common record by any means, maybe not exceptionally rare either, but one that I'm very glad to have, and I think it makes a great opener for today's Shellac Stack program. And I thank you very much for tuning in and joining me today as we listen to these 78 RPM records. I've got a nice variety for you. We're going to move right along now to one by Sam Lannan and his troubadours. Sam Lannan actually gets name credit on the label this time. It's Cameo 1179 from June of 1927. The song is called I Ain't That Kind of a Baby. Thank <laughs> you. 
always knew someday I'd accompany you along the flirtation wall. A dream foretold, a story that you'd unfold, that lives forever and never grows old. I always felt that your little heart would melt along the flirtation wall. That love would rise and light up your lovely eyes for me, only for me. The dreams we had a fulfilling, a thrilling appeal. The kiss you gave me began this. Oh, can this all be real? It's more than grand. It's more than I ever planned. I'm much too happy to talk because with you there's nothing that won't come true along the flirtation wall.
a song for which Rudy Valley shares composer credit, although how much of a hand he actually had in writing that, I don't know, but he certainly helped to make it popular back in 1930. Betty Coed is the name of that song. We heard it sung not by Rudy Valley, but by Frank Luther, dependable studio vocalist of the late 20s and early 30s. Frank Luther also made quite a number of children's records in the 1930s and even into the 1940s that remained quite popular for some time. But I digress. That was Paul's Novelty Orchestra. At least that's how they're credited on the label of Champion 16041 from July of 1930. Before that, a recording by a band I hope you recognize, Hal Kemp's Orchestra, although they're credited on the label here as the Casino Royal Orchestra on this regal xenophone pressing out of Australia. That was recorded in 1934, and I sometimes wonder how many people in Australia in 1934 would have known Hal Kemp's band by name. I'm guessing quite a few, in which case this pseudonym was probably something they would have seen right through. <laughs> anyway, that was Skinny Ennis singing the vocal on Flirtation Walk, recorded in Chicago on September 14, 1934. And we started the set with a real sprightly thing by Sam Lannon and his troubadours, Cameo 1179, I Ain't That Kind of a Baby, is the name of that song, comes to us from mid-1927. And unfortunately, I don't know the identity of the vocalist. If you recognize him, maybe you can shoot me a note, shellacstack at gmail.com, and help fill me in. I do thank you very much for tuning in and joining me today. This is the Shellac Stack, for those of you just joining us. I welcome you. We're listening to 78s of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And up next, I've got three songs having to do with Sally. No particular reason here, except that the name Sally was on my mind this week, for one. It's the name of my grandmother. And for second, it's a name I noticed is no longer among the top 1,000 names in this country, and it hasn't been for quite some time. Back in the early 20th century, it seems to have been quite a common name. There were many, many songs in the 1920s composed about Sally. But come to think of it, I don't know of anybody under perhaps the age of 50 or 60 who bears the name Sally. It's just not something you find much anymore. Anyway, first we'll hear Shilkrit's Rhythm Melodists. That's a group directed by Nat Shilkrit. It's Victor 21688, recorded in Victor's Camden, New Jersey Church Studio on September 22, 1928. The song by Gus Kahn and Ted Fiorito is called I'm Sorry, Sally.
sometimes, Sally dear, it seems that maybe you will someday soon be dreaming too of just a shady dell where we can always dwell among the flowers in that land of make-believe. Sweet Sally, dreams are coming true. The day you say you love me half as much as I love you. started that set of Sally songs with Shilkrit's Rhythmelodists on the Victor label in 1928, I'm Sorry, Sally. After that, it was vocalist Arthur Hall on a Clover record, number 1711, from March of 1926. The composer Jay Harvey gave us How Come, Sally. And then we finished up with Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra. Really nice dance band rendition of a song called Sally of My Dreams. It's one of those songs that doesn't turn up very often on lists of best songs of the 1920s, and it's not an especially promising title, but I find that there are a lot of good versions of Sally of My Dreams out there, and this was one of them. I like this song. Brunswick 4104, incidentally my copy was pressed up in Canada, recorded in Los Angeles on October 20th, 1928. And that song, Sally of My Dreams, comes from a 1928 film called Mother Knows Best, which was the first talking picture released by Fox. The story has something to do with a young girl, Sally, who's very talented, a singer and actress, and she goes on to a, quite a successful career in Hollywood, but she has to escape her overbearing mother, who's something of a helicopter parent, I guess we would call him now. She forbids her daughter to have any romantic relationships, and, uh, you know, it's a story about mother versus daughter. I haven't been able to see the film myself because it's not even really known to survive, as far as I know. There's some speculation that the only known prints may have been destroyed in a 1937 warehouse fire at the Fox Studios. Uh, doesn't seem to be available anywhere. If you know better, let me know. Up next, I've got a record that I'll play especially for my friend Neil out in Long Island. I got a very nice postcard this past week from Neil. He enjoys listening to the shellac stack, and I know Neil likes vocal groups, quartets especially, and so I've got a record by That Girl Quartet on the Victor label, number 17118. This is going to take us all the way back to May of 1912. It was recorded in Camden, New Jersey. A pretty neat little song called Down at Mammy Ginny's, and Ginny's is spelled J-I-N-N-Y-S. 
So here we go with That Girl Quartet. Gosh, this was recorded even before the Titanic sank. How about that?
very pleasant tunes put together in a nice medley where the lanterns glow, introducing my dreamy little lotus flower. Those were composed by two very prominent ragtime composers, Charles L. Johnson, who had given us Dill Pickles Rag back in about, I think, 1906, and Abe Ullman, who wrote the famous Red Onion Rag. That record was made in November of 1919 in New York City by the Van Epps Trio, which at that time comprised Fred Van Epps playing banjo, Nathan Glantz, I think, was the alto saxophonist, and the pianist was Frank Banta. That was Victor 18640. Before that, we heard organist Mark Andrews recording in Camden, New Jersey, for the Victor label in their church studio on September 30th, 1924. He gave us Robert Schumann's Traumerei, or Reverie. He missed a few little notes along the way, but hey, he's only human. And as I listen to that, I wonder if that was the same SD organ that Victor would continue to use in the electric era for people like Fats Waller. I suspect it is, although it sounds like it has quite a bit of tremolo on this record, so I'm not really sure. Anyway, that was Victor 19472. And starting off that set, something I send out to my friend Neil in Long Island, That Girl Quartet, down at Mammy Jenny's, was the name of that. Victor 17118 from May of 1912. My name is Brian Wright, this is The Shellac Stack, and up next I've got a really fun record by Sophie Tucker, The Last of the Red Hot Mamas. I remember some years ago I was in a record shop and I found an LP that Sophie Tucker had made in the, I think, late 1950s or very early 1960s on the Mercury label, and I was ecstatic because it was hand-signed by Sophie Tucker. Well, I later found out she signed a gazillion of those things. (laughs) In fact, it's probably harder to find an unsigned copy of that Sophie Tucker LP. In any case, I still have it, and I'm very glad to have it. But we'll hear Sophie Tucker back in 1928 now, a record she made for the OK label, number 41010. Unfortunately, my copy's a little battered. As a friend of mine used to say, it looks like an elephant sat on it. Although, when you think about that, I think if an elephant sat on the record, it would just crack into pieces rather than get all scratched up. But in any case, (laughs) it's a good record, even if it is a little crunchy sounding. The song is called My Pet. It's a Yellen and Ager tune, and she'll be accompanied here by Ted Shapiro and a nice jazzy novelty orchestra. So here's Sophie Tucker. Words to 
tell you how he looks. Gosh, OG, he's a pal you've got to see. I wish I were one of those birds who write those poetry books. I'd wear my pencils out, just writing poems about my pet. How I love him, my pet. Speaking of him, say I bet there's nobody like my pet. Why pet with another when my pet pets no other? And I pet with nobody but my pet. He's so refined, sweet and kind, a perfect gem. Has he got it? Lots of it. Say he's got these and those and them. My pet told me cutely that I'm set, absolutely. So I'll get plenty petting from my pet. So he's so refined, sweet and kind, a perfect gem. Has he got it? Lots of it. Say he's got these and those and them. My pet told me cutely that I'm set, absolutely. So I'll get plenty petting from my pet. There's quite a bit of good jazz packed into that record by Sophie Tucker. Even if it doesn't turn up in Brian Rust's Jazz Records discography, I think that was Jimmy Dorsey playing clarinet, Miff Mole on trombone, certainly Ted Shapiro playing the piano behind Sophie Tucker as she gave us My Pet from March of 1928. One of these days I hope to find a little bit better copy of that record, but in the meantime, I'll be very happy with the one that I've got. Okay, let's continue now with a record by Brother Bones and His Shadows. They're probably best remembered for the recording of Sweet Georgia Brown that I think continues to be used as the theme song of the Harlem Globetrotters. But in this case, we'll hear Brother Bones, who plays the bones, (laughs) give us The World is Waiting for the Sunrise, recorded for the Tempo label in about 1948. And yes, that's Brother Bones doing the whistling as well. I think at one time he had been a shoeshine boy who whistled as he shoe-shined and uh, eventually worked his way up and started making recordings in the 1940s. I have most of them. I like them a lot. After Brother Bones, we'll hear something by Sokin Akira, recorded in Japan in about 1935, a rather dreary-sounding song called Shanghai Lil, but it's not bad. It's on a Polydor record, number 2302, probably issued only in Japan. And then we'll finish off the set with Russ Carlson and his orchestra, a really nice crown label record, number 3360, from about July of 1932. Harold Von Emberg is the vocalist under the pseudonym of Harold Richards, and it's a song I associate with Isham Jones because, well, he helped compose it. It's called I Can't Believe It's True. Just a great, great sounding record in addition to being a really nice arrangement. But first up, here's Brother Bones.
every new tomorrow brings sorrow and pain For you left me standing right out in the rain Everything I hear and every single thing I see Should be proof enough that you are really through with me But down in my heart I keep repeating constantly I just can't believe it's true said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> when you can find a clean copy of those later Crown records, they just have such a marvelous resonant sound. I just love the sound of those records with that fat tuba. Ah, that was Russ Carlson and his orchestra in 1932. I can't believe it's true. The name of that song, Crown 3360. Before that, Sokin Akira, recorded in Japan in 1935, Shanghai Lil. And starting off the set, Brother Bones and His Shadows in about 1948 with The World is Waiting for the Sunrise. Well, the clock on the wall says we're almost out of time on this edition of the Shellac Stack, but I think we can squeeze in one more record. It's going to come to us from Francis Scott and his orchestra. This is on the Capitol label, an unusual blue label. This was part of an album set at one point. Unfortunately, I don't have the whole album, but this is a nice enough record. It's from 1952. The song by Ray Noble is called the very thought of you.
Sometimes I like to end the program with a bang, but today I thought we'd let you out on a softer note. That's Francis Scott and his orchestra. It comes from an album set called Moods at Twilight. Certainly is. That's capital 7-15866, The Very Thought of You. And that brings to a close this edition of the Shellac Stack, where for the past hour, you've been listening to 78 RPM records from my collection. My name's Brian Wright. It's been a pleasure to have your company this hour. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, if you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Send along your comments, suggestions, and any requests you may have for future programs. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Okay, that's going to do it for me. Thanks so much for listening. I hope we'll see you next time for more 78 RPM records on the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.